0: Before we start talking about the book that we're actually here to discuss today
1: mm-hmm. I want to talk
0: to you about a different book
1: oh boy I'm here go
0: I'm preparing myself
1: oh god it's never a good so, sign when you have to prepare yourself
0: I read frisky the so snowman so I saw
1: that you rated it pretty fucking high holy shit
0: I don't know what kind of clusterfuck I read <laughs> and I don't know how to rate that
1: oh my god oh god. I truly
0: don't know how to rate that Did I enjoy the ride? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. You're probably not going to read this book, right?
1: I mean, maybe not.
0: So I'm just going to explain this to you because I am explain this to you like it's one of those other books because it is like one of those other books. Did I go into it knowing that it was going to be like the door book? No. It is is like the door book? Like the door book? Yes.
1: Oh my God. I haven't even read the door book yet. That's why
0: I don't know what to rate this book because it was like 50 or 60 pages but it was about this girl who waits all year long for the snow to fall because Mm. she has some unhealthy obsession with snow and her biggest kink is to rub herself against snow and fuck against snow and so she builds herself a snowman and gives him a carrot dong to be able to fuck a snowman. (laughs) Fucking carrots all year long just isn't good enough without the cold body of a snowman to go with it. Like, I shit you not, that's what this book is about. And so obviously the snowman ends up coming to life and is obsessed and in love with her. Mm -hmm. And then this book takes a weird drastic turn when the snowman kills the man she takes home from a date. This book was fucking wild, like 50 pages. Fucking wild! Oh my god! I have I didn't know what to rate this. I if I could rate this on a fucking scale, it would just be that mind blown emoji. It would be. Brow, brow. I tried to look for that emoji on my Kindle. Apparently, that's not available. Seriously, like we had fucking a snowman. We had fucking carrots in the kitchen. Not fucking carrots. We had fucking carrots in the kitchen. We had Lord. fucking a grown man with a carrot dong. We had fucking a regular man. We had a carrot man killing someone. It was fucking a whole wild ride. And I don't even know, like, I needed to tell you this. Can I
1: tell you? That's wild. First of all, wild. Second of all, do you know what? This book was a fucking ride. <laughs> and I had no idea what was happening. You should have heard me last night explaining this to Spencer. I'm like, baby. This is what I thought it was going in because I read the description. (laughs) None
0: of what happened. I don't even remember what the description was because you read it. So it wasn't in my
1: mind. Oh, because you don't pay attention, but I pay attention. No, I do. It's not in a pay attention I'm giving you shit. the words. have this. I need
0: the words to anchor me or (laughs) I I don't remember very well. That's all. I went in thinking it was just about this like grumpy, like rom-commy guy. And that is not what we got. I was not expecting the ride I got. Neither was that I. description. <laughs> no, But am I mad about it? No, I'm not. But here we are. I just. So this week, shocking. I know you're so surprised, but this week we brought you another snowed in book for January. Snowden oh in God. January.
1: <gasps> this week, fireworks <clears throat> and snow. This week, We read
0: Snowed In with Mr. Grump by Leah Vaughn.
1: This book was a ride. And you will go on this ride with us. Take you on a journey. Yeah, this was a
0: snowy sleigh ride for sure. Without the sleigh or Santa or anything holiday related because it's January. (laughs) Riding through the snow on Mr. Very Grump. Okay, we're done now. It's a wild book. This book features Amber and Lorenzo, or Enzo, as he's randomly called. You never know which one.
1: Yeah, I got confused halfway through. Also, a lot of people go by different names, and that also gets confusing after a while. So you're welcome. And that never
0: gets explained, but that's okay. We'll get there. So (laughs) this book starts out with Amber, who is at work, and she's working late, And all of a sudden, her boss calls her into his office and propositions her pretty heavily. And he corners her and makes her really uncomfortable. And there's a lot of mentions of a previous situation that was similar. And it's giving her a lot of flashbacks and a lot of anxiety and panic. And she gets the fuck out of there and is basically like, well, can't go back to that job now and um
1: that's what happens when your boss is drinking yeah yeah
0: yeah you shouldn't drink at work that's just
1: i mean to be fair it was after work but still he's creepy
0: lots of creeps so her sister who we find out is the fmc of the first book in this series this series is the city billionaire series this is book two you know, Crystal picked this book, so it's uh, in the middle of a series because she's not as neurotic as me. Do I care? No. but I'm I am just giving it because it was a
1: Snowden book.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and we've read books the mid-series
1: before, and it's fine.
0: Absolutely. I'm just giving information. So this is the second book of the City Billionaire series. The first book features Amber's sister, Stella, and her now-fiancé, Dom. And they are featured quite a bit in this book. I don't feel like... We missed a lot not reading it. It's not one of those books where you had to read the first one to like get all the inside jokes. There was only one character that kept popping up and that it was really unclear as to their history and their conversations as to what the contention was. And we probably could have figured that out in the first book, but it's okay.
1: I also, his name is Christian. I'm assuming that's who you're talking about. Yep. my brain was like are we getting two dudes is i know it
0: was weird it that's kind of how it felt like as if christian might end up being yeah
1: yeah i kind of would have liked that or so
0: christian is actually the third book in the series
1: well that's okay yeah i want to oh, know well. his story maybe i'll just read it so i can know
0: there you go book three so amber's sister stella is now getting married to dom and Amber's getting ready for the wedding with her sister. She's the maid of honor. And she has to go to her sister's engagement party. She's really still upset from this whole boss hole thing. She's drowning her sorrows in alcohol at the party over needing a new job. But there's this handsome stranger at the bar. He kind of seems to be giving her a little bit of attention. He grabs a bottle of scotch and says, come on. And they head outside to drink that scotch together. He has a lot of cheesy pickup lines, which they banter over. They drink a lot back and forth and have some conversation. And she is so upset and hasn't really eaten. And she's just guzzling this scotch that she ends up falling asleep in his arms, basically. Which is kind of weird, but kind of cute in the beginning until we get Lorenzo's point of view this handsome stranger which we did not know him before and we find out that this has been part of his plan all along and he was doing this he fucking hates
1: her yeah surprise and he is out to ruin her life <laughs>
0: like what yeah the fuck? he thinks amber is the bane of his existence he is getting close to her to fucking destroy her it's wild it's fucking wild So he has her in his arms and he texts his cousin and basically is like, get rid of your assistant. I found you a new one. And is setting up his next plan of attack. I guess it's been almost five years trying to find a good plan to avenge his brother. Somehow she was involved in ruining his brother's life. That's all we know thus far. So he carries her back inside, runs into Christian, who is Dom, who is the groom of the party, Stella's fiance, brother Christian. That was the guy that we were talking about that seems like he has some weird, angry grudge against Amber that is unknown. We don't know what their problem is, but it's there. He sees them and he's like, what the fuck? I guess Lorenzo has a longstanding history of being like kind of a not great guy in their social circle and he's concerned about trusting him to get her home safely so he makes sure to have his driver kind of bodyguard them to get her to her hotel room safely and it's kind of weird dynamic because yeah it gives you like christian's going to be the one who ends up with her vibes like it's weird
1: yeah it gave me the vibe of reading a book that has like one chapter in like the bad dude's point of view but then you actually have the main dude so like that's kind of what i was
0: confusing at first i was like
1: oh is christian gonna be the guy because that sounds great Mm -hmm. because she was having conversations with him prior to her talking with they were bantering at the party yeah and so i was like oh okay and then it switched and i was like Okay, never mind. What is, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, oh boy, we're getting a revenge story here. Yeah, it's an odd dynamic. It's like he doesn't trust her at all,
0: which is also weird that when she wakes up in her hangover the next morning, Christian is in her room. He's basically like, get up. You have one hour before takeoff. We're going to Washington. Like, let's go. And he's escorting her there he's like that guy from last night got you a job like let's go now she had been keeping it hush hush she was like worried now that christian knows too because her sister basically has been her main parent source for a good portion of her life now and now her sister is finally getting happiness for herself after everything that amber has gone through in her past we don't know a lot but there's a lot that's being alluded to with stresses and her sister basically holding her hand throughout that whole time she doesn't want to drag her sister back down and having to hold her hand again just because oh i need a new job and her sister's going to jump back in and fix it so she doesn't want to bother her with that she she should be focused on the wedding she should be focused on her new life with dom and she's crap now christian knows now too and it's weird yeah christian escorts her All the way to Washington and just drops her off at this building, and it's like, go in, get your job. And it's wild. It's like, where is Christian going to fit into all this? Well, he doesn't. No, yeah, we're still wondering. We finished the book. Sorry, not sorry, but we don't want to make you wonder. Anyway, (laughs) so she goes into this building and she meets Luca. That's going to be her new boss, she's going to be his assistant.
1: Luca seems like a really decent guy.
0: Yeah, he's kind of a sweetheart and he's basically like you start on Monday, which is kind of confusing because it's Sunday and they don't mean the next day. They mean the following Monday, but it's all good.
1: I mean, if they want her to get completely settled in, I get it. Right. Yes.
0: The way they worded it, though. The timing in this book is odd.
1: There's the way a lot that... of things odd, but you know, here we are. So we
0: get back to Lorenzo and we meet his brother. The one that he is trying to avenge. His name is Marco. And he's all telling Marco that, oh, I found Sarah, but she goes by Amber now. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what's going on? Wild shit, apparently. And Marco's like, mm, I don't want any part of this if... They're all involved with the Harrisons now, Dom's family, because he's like, I I met them at the engagement party. Like I found them and he's like, it's all good. I got this. I brought her to Seattle. And then they're talking about the incident and some kind of thing that happened between Sarah Amber and Marco and fire and having half his face burned be- and a lot of his body beat burned because of it and oh boy we sh- it just keeps adding more information we don't know what's going on all these little clues She basically the way.
1: like turned him into two-face from batman just know that was not my comment that was spencer's comment
0: so amber has her first day of work she's getting all her stuff moved from chicago to seattle she is ready to rock she's trying her best she spilled coffee all over her skirt on the way over. Her moving company still hasn't dropped off most of her stuff, including most of her work clothes. And she locked her keys in the car. But, you know, she's she's hopeful. She's got a positive outlook. And she is there ready to go. the receptionist at the place, though, is weird and okay. frosty to her and super bitchy and she doesn't know why but she's rolling with it she's ready for that monday morning meeting she gets her notebook and she's ready to go but luca's like well where's your ipad come to find out that frosty receptionist was supposed to give her an entire welcome packet including all the electronics she needed and she gave her nothing luca's not super happy about that But he's like, it is what it is. Let's just go to the meeting. So they go to the meeting and she sees Lorenzo again. And She's like, oh, okay. In her head, she's probably like, I need to thank him, you know, because he got her this job, but she's kind of in awe watching him command the whole meeting. And he's just like, good morning. And they're all robotically like, good morning back. And she's just watching it all. And he's just like, did you not hear me? Can you not speak? Like, because she didn't say good morning to him, like a robot with the rest of them? And she's like, yes, I can. I'm sorry, Mr. Morello. It's Sir to you. Where is your iPad? And what are you wearing? And he calls her a whore. Are we running a brothel or a security company? Why are you dressed like a whore? Like, full gate, no, stop. Which, like, if I
1: was her, I would be, like, the whiplash. She whip ready to you, cry. Yeah. Like, you were just so nice to me. She's you like, got me right. this job. What and that's what she's like. She's fuck. like, I
0: just don't understand. She's moved all the way across the country to be here, and she just doesn't understand. But she pulls it together to make it through the meeting and kind of scurries out of there at the end. And Luca is like, the fuck? You made me hire her. What is going on? And we know from Lorenzo's chapters that he can't tell Luca his plans because Luca's too much of a softy that he'll try to talk him out of it which dude
1: well so I get it I get that part because he wants the revenge and if Luca's gonna try to talk him out of it he has such a loyalty to his brother that he's going to do it no matter what if a
0: good person is gonna try to talk you out of doing something then maybe you shouldn't be doing it
1: He's not thinking like that. He's thinking for revenge. I know. You would do the same thing. Not for your (laughs) siblings, but like for me.
0: Revenge. (laughs) I'm just have Taylor Swift as a loop in my head right now.
1: She's not the same. She's not the same thing. She's (laughs) a mattress. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) She's better known for things that she does on the mattress, except that's not the lyrics anymore. Anyways. she um, wasn't all to the blame. She was holding the mountains. Oh, that's that's even better in this oh. story.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was holding the oh the spoiler alert. She was holding, holding the matches. The <laughs> oh. There is nothing I do better than revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So he's just basically like, fine. Don't tell me, but if you, for one second, think I'm going to let you harass my assistant for no logical reason, then you have another thing coming. Just leave her alone. So, Lorenzo gets a little busy hacking her phone. and
1: uh, That went from zero to, like, 1,000. It's so quick. <laughs> Watching her on the
0: cameras while she's in the building. He does He's a lot
1: of stalkery things.
0: Keeping an eye on her. It's interesting. And his assistant... Is I really icy towards her as well. She's just like, why is everyone so mean? Like, I don't understand. And trying to avoid Lorenzo after that horrific meeting. She's just trying to keep her head down and do her job. And she's doing her job well. Luca is happy with her. But one day, the copier on their floor breaks. And she has to go to a different floor. She's a different copier. And she bumps in lorenzo literally with him holding his coffee so shocker he's a prick again but this time she stands up for herself and she's like you don't get to treat me like i'm less than human i don't understand you at all the night we met the party you were so kind and fun and now you're nothing but a callous prick you're the one who gave me this job without me even asking for it what i don't understand why Like, all you've done is degrade me, call me a whore, make me feel like I'm stupid, and now call me a fucking idiot. Why did you offer me the job?
1: I mean, she's got a good point.
0: She has a very good point. So, Luca, who overheard part of this after she stormed off, confronted him again. And is like, leave her the fuck alone. I'm going to be very upset if she quits, because she's actually very good at this job. And both of these confrontations makes Lorenzo realize that he has to change tactics a little bit. He needs to, what's that saying? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer.
1: This man does a 180.
0: He bombards her in the cafe for lunch. He's like, okay, I'm going to buddy up to her. And he gives her an apology.
1: The emotional whiplash this man and she
0: basically tells him you can apologize all you want but your eyes tell the truth every
1: time and there is so much hatred in his eyeballs oh
0: yeah just sore. and she doesn't understand why so she just leaves but she left her book on the table which i realize now never went anywhere
1: i honestly forgot about the book
0: yeah, they, he makes a big deal about how he takes her book and keeps it because it's special to him and he's going to utilize it to play the long game. I looked down and noticed she had forgotten her book. I picked it up and read the cover, To Kill a Mockingbird. It was a classic, one that I'd read many times and was one of my favorite. It reminded me a lot of my life, how I had to face the prejudice of the systems, how I had to navigate the world that was designed against someone like me. The book has taught me more about my life than my father had and she was reading it. Interesting he's like I looked out the book again let's see what I can do with this Amber flipping through the pages like he's saying he was going to play the long game with the book but it was never mentioned again
1: yeah
0: so oh well anyways it's time for a dress fitting in New York so she flies out to visit her sister and do a dress fitting for the sister's wedding and while she's there she gets a text and This text says, you look just as beautiful as you did all those years ago. Can't wait until we talk face to face. Have fun in New York for me. E. And we find out that this person is her stalker. And it's a stalker she's had for a long time. And she thought that she had gotten rid of him. But now he's back. And this was one of the big things that her sister had been helping her with. So now she doesn't want to tell her sister because she doesn't want to suck her back in and ruin all her wedding stuff. She's really distraught by it, but she's trying to put on a brave face. That evening at her hotel, Saturday evening at 11 o'clock at night, mind you, she gets a call from Lorenzo. And he's asking her to work. He says his assistant is sick and that he needs her to... Do an outline for him. And at first, she's like, No, I'm not at work. This is my leave time. Screw you. You're nothing but an ass to me. And he's basically like explaining to her, This is a super big client. My assistant's sick. It's a really big deal. I've been seeing the proposals that you've been doing for Luca. Please. And she finally relents and gives in and does it. So She spends the next two days of her life doing nothing but this for him until she goes back to work two days later and walks in and hands it to him, which his assistant was not sick. And she is very angry that Amber is doing work for him. And we find out that the receptionist from downstairs is the assistant that Luca used to have that Lorenzo made Luca move for room for Amber. And they all think that Amber just slept her way into the building and that's why everyone had to be moved around. And that's what has everyone's panties in a twist. So she barely makes it back to her desk from dropping off the outline. When she gets a ping to her email, I don't know what you wasted the last two days doing, but this outline looks like a one-year-old wrote it. I expected more from you, Frasier. It's in the trash. She is exhausted. She hasn't slept for two days because she's literally been working for this man and giving him her best. And she's she also knows stressed it's not
1: out shocker situation.
0: Exactly. And she has not been eating or sleeping, and she is just on her last rope, and this means war. She's like, should I be a mature person and let this little incident involving Lorenzo pass? Yes. Was I going to? Absolutely not. No, thank you. So since it's Monday morning, they have their Monday morning meeting, and I guess she is the one that was in charge of bringing the coffees to the meeting. So she puts a lot of salt In Lorenzo's coffee, in which she's waiting during the meeting, watching, patiently watching, and he has no reaction whatsoever. It was so anticlimactic. And then she
1: starts panicking. She goes, did I put it in somebody else's coffee? Did I do something wrong here? (laughs) No, the man is just schooling his features, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) After the meeting, he pulls her aside and says, if you want to wage war with me, Amber then we can go to war. But understand that I never lose. So I would suggest treading very carefully. So in retaliation for the salt, he goes in, because he has her computer all hacked, and erases all of her files in her computer, to which she has to spend the next like 72 hours straight trying to recover all of this material. So again, now we're compiling and no sleep and no sleep and no eating. And like I said, time is weird in this book. We have all kinds of strange like time gaps and time jumps and they try to make sense of it as it goes, but it's super not clear. You kind of just have to. As just went with the big, flow. Yeah, you just kind of have to go with the flow. It wasn't super bad. It just wasn't super defined. So like there were a few instances where I had to be like, wait, we're skipping here or we're going here. or Wait, when is it? You know, but it's just, it's going because now all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving.
1: They could tell me that it is like Thursday and I'll be like, okay. And then the next day it's like, today is Sunday. But like, okay, sounds great. It's Sunday.
0: So now it's around Thanksgiving time. And she is having lunch with Stella, and they're enjoying themselves. But Stella can tell that Amber is not doing well. She thinks it must be the move to Seattle, and she's worried, and she thinks that she should be moving back. And all of a sudden, they are gifted a bottle of champagne to their table with the message that it was Sarah's favorite. And Stella starts flipping the fuck out. I need to get you out of Seattle. It's I mean, right safe, fucking so. She's calling Dom on the phone. Dom's on his way. And then she sees Amber's face and she's like, you knew Emilio was back. You didn't tell me. Why didn't you tell me?
1: So now the stalker has a name and his name is Emilio. And then also trying to figure out why the fuck she's being called Sarah. I was confused. Or a
0: good amount. But of. at least we know because at first you wondered if maybe Lorenzo and his brother had the wrong girl. But now the Sarah connection is now with them too. So now we know they don't. But now we know her stalker's name is Amelia. Then all of a sudden it's Christmas time, the next time we see anybody, which cool
1: beans. That is technically the next holiday.
0: Right. All good. Also, but when this, is her sister's wedding? It was some odd months away in the beginning i should have thought that out and calculated that but i did i was just
1: i just thought anyways continue yeah. it's december now
0: it's december it's christmas time now and lorenzo comes down to talk to luca and amber is a zombie shell she's clearly still not sleeping and eating Yes, lots and lots. She's just, she looks like me on it now.
1: <laughs> she looks like Ariel without the glasses. Don't let her fool you. She has bags <laughs> upon bags. That's the baggage that she carries. <laughs> it is under her eyes. I got Mary
0: Poppin bags under my eyes. Anyway, so Lorenzo's like, what is wrong with your assistant? And Luco's basically like, I should be asking you. It's probably your fault. Like you treat her like trash. And he's like, no. And then he's like, fine. I shouldn't be telling you this because you're a fucking prick to her, but Christian Harrison, Christian again, called me a few weeks back. He wanted me to secure, because he fucking, like, all these steps that he does to take care of Amber, so weird. He wanted me to secure Amber's apartment because she has a stalker. And Lorenzo's kind of like, hold up, wait a minute. Fucking excuse me. Nobody gets, he's like, nobody gets to stalk the girl I'm stalking kind of
1: thing. (laughs) It's so weird.
0: He's, like, very upset about it. And Lorenzo's, like, explaining about the text and about the champagne. And then he said that she received a note a couple weeks ago in her bag. And he shows him the note. And Lorenzo recognizes the handwriting. Now we find out Marco is Emilio.
1: And why is he called Emilio? We don't know about that. We don't, I know, yeah. but you know what? Did we ever figure it out? We never know. Okay. <laughs> it was like, I was like, did I miss something? And we found out, we never find out why we never know.
0: I don't understand. I just want to make note that right before this part, right about when they were asking what the fuck is wrong with your assistant, it's about 45% of the book. And I kind of. I think my Kindle had accidentally like gotten out of the book or I was looking for something else or something. And I came to the realization that, wait a second, this is a snowed in book and A, they're in Seattle and B, where's the snow and when, how is this going to escalate to that? And I was very curious. I did not have to wait long because after he finds out that Marco is Emilio, he makes mention that it's fucking snowing. There's the snow and how he's going to call his brother instead of going because he doesn't want to get stuck at his brothers in the snow because if he gets stuck at his brothers, he's going to kill his brother. And he's basically like, you're going to fuck this up. No more.
1: Like you said you weren't going to get involved and that you didn't want to be involved. Like (laughs) you need to knock it the fuck off. Like her sister now wants
0: Amber to leave and move to New York. You're ruining this whole thing. I finally got her here. You're fucking up the whole plan. Like, enough. No more. So now he's like, I got to leave now. I got to leave quickly. He hurriedly grabs all his stuff because he wants to get out of there before the bulk of the storm hits because it is coming down like crazy. He gets in his car and he goes to leave the garage. And there's this figure outside the garage who's like swaying a little bit and then collapses into the snow. So he pulls over, runs over. It's Amber. Oh no. How did we know? Lord. So he scoops her up. He's not very happy about it. He's like, what the fuck? And, uh, scoops her up, puts her in the car, calls his personal doctor and is basically like, get to the penthouse. Let's go. Brings her home. Yeah. So, the doctor says she's severely malnourished and severely exhausted because like we've been saying this whole time, she's not been sleeping or eating.
1: I wouldn't either.
0: Um, luckily, the doctor lives in the building. That's the only way he was able to get there because
1: he's like, you need to get no here one's now. Getting in or out. And the doctor's like, are you kidding me? He goes, you're on my payroll. You are coming here now. <laughs> and he made it sound like it
0: was this awful trudge through the snow. And then the doctor's like, no, I'm only here because I'm in the building. You fucking asswipe. You're in the building. Walk up the damn stairs.
1: I mean, he probably just wanted a day off, man. He's being. Maybe he was in his Jimmy Jams heavily. and like curled up on the couch with like his wife and like enjoying a movie. Or if something. I was being paid what that man is being paid, I
0: don't care. I'd be like,
1: maybe he's like, always you need, an sir? asshole and I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck you. What you need, asshole? You're going to pay me like that? Yes, sir. Do I need to get on my knees, too? Right? I I will do what you need. for that kind of cat. No. (laughs) He's probably being paid in the All Ariel needs is billionaire cash money.
0: Make it rain, bitch. But yeah, the doctor said, you know, no one's getting out of here. And they learned that they are truly snowed in. He's like, you better keep her here and feed her when she wakes up. And do not let her leave. So they are... Snowed in. Thus, snowed in with Mr. Grump. And once she wakes up, they call a little bit of a truce to make everything be a little calmer between them. So they watch a movie together, and they're enjoying themselves watching a movie with their truce. Yeah, they are. (laughs) And she asks him, she says, why do you call me Karamia? Which I had the same question the whole time. Because, like, Kara's, like, dear, and is like, mine. But truly, why was he calling her that the whole time?
1: and Why did he think it was okay? His brain doesn't have explanations. So they just heatedly
0: stare at each other (laughs) in response. And it gets all heated up until they're saved by his phone ringing.
1: I want to say, there will be no explanation, only reputation. You're welcome. Well, I guess 2024 is for the Swifties, everyone. So it was in 2023. Every day, baby.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, she goes and takes a breather. And when she's back, they end up having this conversation and try to find out, like, information about each other. And he finds out that she Googled him. And he's like, well, don't believe what's on Google. And she's all like, what do you mean? You don't have a micro penis?" And he's like, I could show you. And, in my brain, I was like, okay. And he's all like, if you don't want to talk about my dick, let's talk about you fainting. And not really super into it, but after he's like super stubborn about it, she's like, what do you want from me? Do you want to know how I barely sleep at night knowing my stalker Emilio is somewhere out there lurking in the shadows? Do you want to know about the fact that I'm on edge every second of the day? The fact that I jump at every little noise because of fear that he might jump me again? Do you want to know how? I can barely breathe or function like a normal human being anymore, that I live in fear every day, wondering if today is the day that Psycho is going to pop up from his hiding place and take me out for real this time. And his response is basically like, Psycho, that's a little brash.
1: Because he's still trying to like reconcile in his brain that this is... But she doesn't know that. Well, no, I'm just saying him <laughs> and his brain right. is trying to reconcile that this is his brother she's talking about. And she's, like, explaining all this stuff. And then after he makes that comment... she's, like, crash?
0: And he's, like, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that you're being a little bold with your wording. And she's, like, he's a walking, talking sociopath. What kind of a man stalks a girl nearly half his age and tries to convince her to fall in love with him? A deranged individual. That's who. He followed me to my classes, to my clubs, to my freaking apartment. He was everywhere. And when I told him no, he... And Lorenzo gets mad. And she tries to take a break and leave and just have a minute. And Lorenzo's like, "You, we're not done. And she's like, why are you so mean to me? I don't understand this. Like, why? And he's like, you confuse me. That's why. You make me feel things I shouldn't feel for someone like you. Which doesn't make a lot of sense to her. But- no. But.
1: Us oh. as an audience gets it, but her as a human in the situation has no fucking clue what the hell is happening. He's like,
0: but fuck, I want you. Tell me you want me to. Okay. Tell me I'm not crazy and you're Let feeling me see what you're I'm not feeling.
1: penis. Sorry.
0: <laughs> and she's like, feel it. He's like, tell me to stop. And she says, kiss me. And that kiss gets hot and heavy and heated. It continues and then they're like, only here only during this Snowden. in, only now, only at this penthouse, this stays here. It stops when this is over. What happened to the penthouse stays at the penthouse. And they get it on. They get it on alone in their bubble. They go like bunny rabbits. We don't get a lot of descriptions of them going like bunny rabbits. Yeah. A lot of it is just telling us that it happened. I think we get like one kind of... Half a scene, but all good. A week or so later is when we next see them. And Lorenzo is having some major doubts. He can't help but feel that everything Amber said to him and the way she said it has to be true.
1: Which but means how his can brother that be has be
0: Well, how can that be true if his brother's truth is also true? So he's really confused and having a lot of Doubts and confusion. And if his brother's been lying to him this whole time, that means that his brother is more like his psycho father and he's really concerned. And it's a whole thing and he's really struggling. Amber has been avoiding Lorenzo like the plague for this week or so at work because I mean, they fucked like rabbits while they were snowed in. By the way, that was the entire snowed in. We never see it it again. That was like two chapters.
1: (laughs) Not even. I don't
0: even think. I think it was just one.
1: I have no idea. It. it was Maybe. A short Snowden. <laughs>
0: so she's been avoiding Lorenzo like the plague. She is worried about the image at work and all this stuff. Plus, that was really hot and heavy for her. And she's worried about seeing him again and feelings when she sees him again.
1: Well, she's only slept with one person other than him. So the Feelings get there. It's going pretty well her avoiding
0: him. Until she sees Lorenzo and Luca in the elevator. By the way, I also want to make mention that all of a sudden, once he has his dick in her, all of a sudden she calls him Enzo instead of Lorenzo. So now it's Enzo now because she's been dicked. He was so she was
1: dickmatized.
0: She was dickmatized, and now he goes by Enzo now. She sees Enzo and Luca in the elevator and they're like, join us for lunch. And... She has a hard time ordering. The menu is mostly in French, and she just points to whatever and orders it. And during their time together, snowed to in, learning facts about each other, Enzo learned that she hates seafood, and Amber learns that Enzo hates rare steak.
1: So, yeah. Like to be honest, I don't like a rare steak. I like a medium rare steak, but still, he yeah. doesn't like any of it. I think he just wants it fully no, cooked because he, he says, cooked. "What's the yeah. point?"
0: whatever but that's his preference you know cool beans so the random thing she ordered from the menu happened to be seafood and he noted that and when it came time for him to order he ordered a rare steak and she was all confused because after their conversation she knows that he doesn't like rare steak
1: this and a
0: no which come on don't you play dreamlight valley it's goofy's favorite even if you didn't know, I'm just saying. Oh my god!
1: I'm gonna be honest that I don't order things without knowing what they are. Well, especially in her defense, food. She didn't absolutely. know what anything
0: was because it was all in different I know, words. She says, but like
1: Google is free, and I guarantee you, you have a phone. Probably you Sorry. are very correct. No, you're right. <laughs> so. She's
0: finding this testosterone-fueled lunch very overwhelming, especially since this is her first face-to-face with Enzo since she was diplomatized. So she needs a bathroom break. She goes, gets a little space. It does not last for long because then Enzo is in the bathroom crowding her space. Like, you've been avoiding me. And they have a little conversation to hash it out. He says, well, you have your sister's bachelorette party. This weekend right and she says yes in miami and he says use my beach house it's safer we need to keep you safe and she's like okay only because it's safer because she's still worried about her stalker mind you and they get back to the table and the meals come and he swaps out their meals and she is heart eye emoji eyes Man,
1: you're you're getting more of this later that's what i'd be thinking
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. It's time for the bachelorette weekend, and uh, Luca and Enzo are chilling together, hanging out. And Luca's all like teasing him a bit, like, hmm, It was nice of you to offer the beach house. Huh? Sure, you don't like her or something, kind of thing. He's like, It was nice, even with all those male strippers dancing all over your living room. And Enzo's like, We're leaving. He's like, What? Where are we going? Miami. Let's go. And meanwhile, Amber is enjoying dancing in the club and having a grand old time for her sister's bachelorette party until some creep gets handsy. But don't you worry, because out of nowhere, a punch comes in from Enzo. Surprise! Enzo's there. He scoops her up. Let's go.
1: Literally (laughs) carries her out. It's so funny. Like a caveman. (laughs) There's your caveman.
0: He's like what are you wearing? And she's all offended. Like, I thought I looked good. And he's like, of course, I think you look amazing. But these vultures shouldn't get to see you like this. This body is only meant for one pair of eyes, mine. And he's trying to carry her out of there. And her sister, Stella, is all like, excuse me. Excuse me. You're not taking my sister anywhere. We came together and we will leave together. And he's like, we are leaving together. But right now, your sister's coming with me. We're all going back to the beach house, but we're going to have our own little private chat. And she goes, you're her security, not her boyfriend. So I think it's best that you put her down. And he goes, on the contrary. She happens to be my girlfriend. Now, if you'll excuse us, we have security duties and boyfriend duties.
1: His man just, like, manifested himself a girlfriend, and here it is.
0: And <laughs> all the strippers and all that of them. Yeah. All of a sudden it was just, bam. So, they go back to the beach house in which he goes fucking full-on caveman on her and, like, takes her in, crashes her into the wall, and then takes her upstairs, spanks her, and fucks her. Okay. He couldn't handle the strippers. She just looked that hot. Apparently. And she's basically like, so you're my boyfriend now? Yep. And he's like, Yep. And you're my girlfriend.
1: I spent the entire book fucking hating you, but here we are.
0: But now, but now you're my girlfriend. Done. Uh, well, that, that translated quickly. Yeah. That but it was a weird resolution.
1: At least there was one, that S- one.
0: And on their way out in the morning, um, Stella confronts him in the kitchen Sorry. and is basically like, don't fucking fuck this up or I will fucking end you.
1: And by the way, you guys aren't quiet.
0: I know that was great. <laughs> oh god, that and was funny. she's like, you better not hurt her. And he's like, I want to keep that promise. I want to ensure that I wouldn't hurt Amber. But in doing so, it meant I already placed the knife in my brother's back. Because while he believes her, he's still warring and having trouble with the brother part.
1: I mean, he so- spent all of these years <laughs> believing what his mm-hmm. brother is saying, and now He is hearing two sides of the story, which is interesting that he's come to that realization that, I don't know, maybe there There are are two sides sides to the story. story. Actually, there are are usually three. We get out of my head. (laughs) I don't want you here. (laughs) You don't want to be here. Oh, God. Anyways. (laughs) So
0: now we have a time jump of two weeks later. It is time for her to go to the wedding. And they've been having fun for two weeks. She's been spending a lot of time at his house. They've been doing their boyfriend-girlfriend thing. But now it is time for the wedding. Finally. And he's all like, I'll miss you this week while you're at the wedding. And she's like, come with me. Solid. So he does. And... While they're there, she gets another text from her stalker. It basically just says, enjoy the wedding, see you soon. And she doesn't want to put a damper on her sister's wedding. She doesn't even want to put a damper on her time with Enzo here. So She just deletes it. She's happy. She's enjoying the wedding. She's just having a good time. Her and Enzo both enjoy the wedding. It's pretty brief. That's kind of what happens. And the next time we see them, Enzo is in Chicago for work. He is due back that night. And she is heading home real quick to grab a few things to head to his place as they planned. But she's grabbed from behind. Oh, my God. She fights back, though. She's been doing self-defense classes for years. She is ready. She fights back good enough that she can get loose. And she fucking runs. She finds the guard. She finally makes it there just in time to pass the fuck out from all the adrenaline and the fear and the anxiety. And the guard brings her right over to Enzo's gets the doctor and Enzo arrives. He's like, what the fuck? Doctor says, she's okay. She's just shaken up. But Enzo goes in to talk to her. So Amber's explaining to Enzo what happened that night and how he was in her house. And she's like, I need you to know the story. Like, I need you to know the whole story. And she proceeds to tell him about this guy who paid this 19-year-old all this attention and got in her face and got in her way in classes and just made himself very available and in her presence so much until she agreed to go out with him and then she started dating him and
1: and at first she she thought it was cute with the way that he was acting
0: until he became a very controlling boyfriend and it took her a very long time to be able to step away from that but she finally did and she tried to retrieve some of her stuff from his place one day and found out that
1: this man had like Pictures of her from before they were dating for at least like two years. He's got all these pictures and he's got snippets of her hair and one like, of
0: those serial killer shows. And it's like their like secret room with all like yeah. the walls with pictures all over it and the strings and all the stuff and the paraphernalia. That was this man's place. His whole house dedicated to her but it was years and years. It was from high school. Like she met this man when she was 19 and he was already like mid thirties at least. And he had stuff dating back to like the beginning of high school from her. Like he had creepily watched her for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And she was very young and very overwhelmed. And she had already gone to the police about the controlling and the- And they were um, just
1: like- and, the stocking, and
0: they ignored it and they ignored every time he broke it and she just she fucking lost it she lost it and she went and she wanted to burn the whole fucking stuff with all her stuff she wanted all that stuff gone and so she doused it all in gasoline and she went to go light it and insert taylor swift song here and as she went to go light all this stuff up in flames he walks in the door
1: and then he pulls a gun on her and Honestly, this lady, chef's kiss, because she just goes and like a moth to the flame. She was holding the matches. And then she says, burn in hell and drops the lighter to the ground. And she was holding the lighter. <laughs> <laughs> and he had been standing right over the gas and he also lit up and then he shot at her three times. One of them went into her back. But she did manage to stumble out of the house. And if she hadn't, she would have also died. And so she thought that she killed him. But then the police said that they didn't find a body. So then she's like, I need to pack my shit and move. So she did that. And then Dominic helped her change her name. And her sister even changed her last name for, I'm assuming, for solidarity of the sister so that they couldn't, like, locate her. And she's like changed game her game entire look to because get away of from everything. this man. And now she's like, he's back to haunt me again. And this really puts that realization into his head that like, yeah, this,
0: and he's like all this time. I hated her for what I believe she did to my brother. Only I've come to find out that she was the victim in all this.
1: And he just says he won't get away with this. I can promise you that. So
0: his mind is blown. And Amber is, you know, distraught from all this. So he lets her rest upstairs and he goes downstairs and he's pacing and he's plotting how to fix this and what to do. And all of a sudden he hears a scream from upstairs. He runs upstairs. Get ready for this because you'll never believe what happens.
1: I hate Arielle sometimes. <laughs> it's Marco with a gun. Just enjoy the moment. I am. I knew it was coming too, but just saying. See? Yeah. But it's okay you if you know it, what's going to happen. It was happen. so like because you get so guess. mad because oh you get so God. mad when i get all dramatic about it like ta-da! surprise i'm trying to think of the tone that you take when you say it it's like so sarcastic sounding you'll never guess because i'm trying to be dramatic i don't know it's you marco with a gun it's so sarcastic and kind of a and he's all like we had a plan how could you? And she's fucking confused and scared. Right. And she's like, What? And he's like, Oh,
0: let me introduce you to my little brother. This is Lorenzo, my little brother. Yeah, with you. Enzo's just like, She told me the truth about what happened. And Marco's like, She doesn't belong to you. And then he whips the gun towards Enzo's face. And Amber's like, no, please. And says, if I can't have her, no one can. And then he turns the gun back towards Amber. Did
1: you forget her name for a
0: second? Yep. (laughs) As he's turning the gun, Amber grabs him in the stomach. And as he's distracted by that, Enzo tackles Marco. And he's all like, go to Amber. And instead of going, she grabs a gun from the nightstand table and she's like, "Stop!" And Marco is like, "Whiplashed!" From all of a sudden, this gun on him, and it gives Enzo the opportunity to free the gun from Marco because he's distracted. But he didn't know that Marco had a knife in his pocket, which he pulled out and stabbed me. Stabbed me. Stabbed Enzo. This whole thing is dramatic. Oh my god. And Amber's like, no. And she fires a shot in that direction, which makes Markle bolt out of the room. And she drops to her knees and goes, Enzo. Oh my god. And calls 911. And then the scene fades out. Nancy. So anywho, the next time we see them, Enzo's not dead. He's on a hospital ventilator, but the doctors are unsure if he'll make it through the next 72 hours. Amber's having a lot of mixed feelings, just not quite sure how she feels. Obviously, she loves him, but he betrayed her. He all along was the brother of her stalker and was working for him and with him and so many mixed feelings. And Stella's there and is basically like, don't fault him for loving his brother before he knew you and then enzo wakes up and he apologizes and they tell each other they love each other and then the book fucking ends no epilogue no resolutions no nothing just ends marco's still unknown on the loose we don't know what's with the marco slash emilio thing nothing we have nothing the end
1: Yep. and that was snowed
0: in with mr grump
1: that it was very light on the snowed-in
0: part. Yes, that was snowed-in light, snowed-in light January.
1: So wild.
0: Who is your favorite character?
1: Oh boy, so many were unlikable. The sister and Dominic, because that man asked her for nudes so he could add it to his spank bank. <laughs> Solid.
0: I am going to actually choose Christian, who I think should have probably been the main male character yeah. in this book, and was he not. wasn't
1: in it enough though?
0: Um, no. He was not, but I kind of wanted him to be the grump hole that was in this book. And I
1: was was hoping that it was going to be him.
0: Yeah,
1: it was weird. Yeah.
0: It was, it was odd vibes. Who was your least favorite?
1: I honestly really didn't like Lorenzo. Well, I liked Luca too. I did too. Luca was good.
0: I'm going to say Lorenzo's assistant because she was just an an asshole to be an asshole. Yeah. She was a bitch to be a bitch. Mm. Yeah. What did Amazon write this book?
1: So, Amazon gives it a 4.5 and Goodreads is a 4.3.
0: Is this a fairly new book?
1: I believe so. Give me one second because I I asked because when I went to tag it, there's not a um,
0: lot of uh, Goodreads. I mean, when I went to tag it on TikTok, I had to create a tag for it.
1: You know, it came out in January. It's been almost last year of 2023. So, it's been out for almost a year. That's sad. Yeah. This was a wild book. And I found it by searching snowed in books. And that's all I had Yeah, I, on Kindle Unlimited. That's all I did. Snowed in is <laughs> yeah. what came up. I gave it a 3.5. I wish there was more resolution about a lot of other things. And it, this, uh, I'm going to tell you my review. Weirdly, I don't write a lot of reviews, especially about the books that we cover. And I honestly, as I'm reading on my Kindle, I'll just like click the stars and then move on for my day. Yeah. I do a lot of reviews for ARCs, but that's about it. I had to write a review on this and I just said, this oh. book was a wild ride. I'm going to say, I've been trying to be better about reviews. I try my goal for yeah, 2024. I'm, I'm my goal for 2024 is to be better about reviews, but I just said, based on the description, I was absolutely not expecting all of what happened in the book to happen. This was a wild ride, but what a ride it was. That was I reviewed. also gave
0: this book three and a half stars. Um, I also wish that we had more of a resolution to things and that things were wrapped up a little meter and that things were explained better. Mm -hmm. The timeline was a little funky. It was a cute story. There was a few minor, super minor typo things. When I say minor, I mean, it looked like someone took a comma and like brought it down to the next line by accident. Kind not of thing. Sure. And then like a couple of quotation marks were in the wrong spots. Like it looks like somebody accidentally moved things. And the plot holes for me. But it was I mean, it wasn't bad. I kind of liked Lorenzo in a weird way.
1: I was not a fan.
0: Though the whiplash with him was a lot, so wild. <laughs> a lot. But yeah, that's how I feel. What about your cucumber reading?
1: Honestly, like a
0: three. I agree. There weren't a lot it wasn't of scenes. A lot. And a lot of most of their time together was just saying that they had time together. There was only, I think, two scenes that were described: the caveman mm-hmm. scene, pretty cool, but it was just. I'm gonna call say the three.
1: Look at that. We kind of agreed on something for once. Our we agreed too. on a lot for this book. Yes, <laughs> we so, did.
0: That's wild. We're we're becoming in sync for oh, 2024. God. Oh
1: God. <laughs> God, help us all if that happens. Um, and next week, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Look at- next week, we're reading Snowed In with a Demon. And I'm so excited because I picked up Washed Up with a Kraken, which is part of the Trapped with a Monster series during one of the Stuff Your Kindle days. But I noticed that it was book two. And I was like, I could read it because it probably doesn't matter but this one looks good too the first book in the trapped with a monster series is called snowed in two ends with a demon and i got pretty excited about it it sounded pretty good and i'm going to tell you about it right now it's called snowed in with a demon by l.e eldridge welcome to the camden inn famous for their beautiful snowy mountains the world's best peppermint hot chocolate and oh yeah being haunted in manager Tana thinks it's all bullshit no matter how many bumps in the night she heard after an awful experience with a ghost hunter she's sworn off ghosts and lovers until the day she gets snowed in with a very alluring new guest but what secrets is this new guy hiding Amon is very real though he isn't a ghost but a demon feeding off the fear of others and he's been trying to scare the inn manager since she started working there Everything changes when he finally scares her and finds her fear is delicious. And he knows he must scare her again. And what better way than becoming a guest at the inn? Ooh, this one's just a novella. Interesting.
1: Sweet deal. Sounds good. We've had a lot of shorter books lately.
0: This one's only 134 pages. All right. Join us next week for Snowed In With a Demon. It should be a short, sweet fun ride on our snowed-in January journey.
1: Yay! Yes. And make sure to keep reading.
0: And as always, keep it smutty. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. (laughs)